0: Seltzer King's Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad scientists, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watts Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun! Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer King's Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Well, I don't care, Gavin. Move it. Put a tarp on it. Park something in front of it. I just don't like the guy. I don't want to see him, and I don't want to think about his face. Who the hell put a Mark Marin billboard right outside the studio? Ass. The following podcast contains... Only I didn't say fudge. <laughs> and for gosh sake, watch your language. Watch your profanity. Right, I'm sorry. Explicit Language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When the aliens arrived and you just kind of went back to your barbecue, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host Dave Bledsoe and this is a Friday, May 31st, 2019 calling occupants of interplanetary crafts edition of the show where we're talking about all these damn UFOs. Stay tuned. The What the Hell You Thinking Podcast is brought to you by Close Encounters, the place to meet your extraterrestrial date. Are you tired of the limited pool of genetic donors you're in a terrestrial population? Looking to meet exciting and fun people from distant planets or dimensions? Want to Netflix and chill with a time traveler? Then Close Encounters is the out-of-this-world experience you're looking for. Our artificial intelligence is a sentient computer program from the 24th century caught in a temporal anomaly and trapped in the 21st century. Who wants to help you find that special someone or something that makes your heart or heart analog go pitter-patter? We match by species compatibility, atmospheric cohabitation, genetic parity, and that certain dash of fun that makes meeting new beings so special. Download the Close Encounters app through the Google Play or the iTunes Store, or link directly through the neural interface and meet your next Close Encounter. Ford, would you please tell me what the hell is going on? Drink up. You've got three pints to get through. Three at lunchtime? Time is an illusion. Lunchtime doubly certain. Oh, very deep. You should send that into the Reader's Digest. They've got a page for people like you. Drink up. Why three pints? Muscle relaxant. You'll need it. Did I do something wrong today, or has the world always been like this and I've been too wrapped up in myself to notice? All right, I'll try to explain. How long have we known each other, Arthur? Oh, five years, maybe six. Most of it seemed to make some kind of sense at the time. All right. How would you react if I said that I'm not from Guildford after all, but from a small planet somewhere in the vicinity of Betelgeuse? I don't know. Why, do you think it's the sort of thing you're likely to say? Drink up. The world's about to end. (sighs) This must be Thursday. I never could get the hang of Thursdays. When I was a kid, I was pretty sure aliens were coming to colonize Earth whether we wanted them to or not. My research indicated this planet was ripe for a massive alien attack and subsequent subjugation of the human race and it was just right around the corner. I based this on some data I'd obtained in the form of a television miniseries called V. Tonight is your chance to see how it all began to relive the excitement that is V, the most extraordinary miniseries ever. A daring TV journalist struggling to uncover the startling truth behind the alien's visit to Earth. And a beautiful and brave young scientist fighting for the very survival of the human race. Together, they take you on a fantastic journey to meet the visitors. Prepare yourself for a television event that's out of this world. Prepare for The Next. Oh, sure. They presented the show as fiction and entertainment. But at 13, I knew this was foreshadowing to prepare humanity for the arrival. V wasn't the only training video to try and warn us of the impending arrival, and I consumed as many as possible in order to secure a high place in the Resistance. What does that make us? Big damn heroes, sir. Ain't we just. From the old 60s shows like The Invaders through Invasions of the Body Snatchers to The Thing or hell, even Day of the Triffid, I was ready for any possibility, and I was pretty sure they would arrive any day now. But of course, I was being childish, and as I grew older, I began to realize how infantile my theories on alien invasions were. I had everything wrong, because... Already living among us, then they are living here peacefully. If the 90s taught us anything besides how fleeting happiness and financial stability couldn't be true but wouldn't last for long, it was that the aliens were here and they were infiltrated deep into our society and our governments. Tell me I'm crazy. Mulder, you're crazy. And by the end of the millennium, we would just have all the proof we needed to show that not only are we not alone in the universe, but we are not the only intelligent species on this planet. Such proof did not, however, come to light. Rather than proof of aliens, we got high-speed streaming pornography. So, uh, I don't know. I guess things worked out. And what with all that high-speed porn access, most of us forgot about the alien thing. Except for the kind of people who paid way too much attention to them. You know, the sort of white dudes who spent a lot of time on the internet and use the word sheeple unironically. Welcome to the inside of my mind, sheeple. And this podcast host has spent more time than he really should talking about aliens and conspiracy theories, but in my defense, I was making fun of the kind of people who believe in them. I grew out of my alien invasions and cool things like that years ago, but today, I'm starting to rethink my position. I mean, when the fucking New York Times keeps running stories about Navy pilots seeing UFOs and the government is like, you know... Oh, yeah, that was happening. I gotta start wondering... I I admit, when I first covered this story back in 2017, I was less than impressed with the evidence. I might have insinuated that the whole story was really about a wealthy political donor getting a little kick from a powerful politician. It It totally was. And since the first story about Navy pilots seeing weird shit back in 2004, more stories have have come forward of Navy pilots seeing similar weird shit in different locations in 2014 and 2015, leaving me with no other reasonable conclusion than... (coughs) They're here. But real-life fighter pilots are now going public with their UFO encounters. Wherever we were, they were there. No distinct wings, no distinct tail, no distinct exhaust. There were a spate of sightings by Navy pilots back in 2014 and 2015 along the east coast of the US. The government even released a couple of videos, oh my gosh. showing unidentified objects on cockpit sensors. One pilot managed to lock onto one flying over the water. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sure, the New York Times published the story, but they buried buried it by sending it out over Memorial Day weekend when America was busy enjoying the beach instead of remembering dead soldiers, and it worked. But this podcaster wasn't at the beach, for some pretty obvious reasons, mostly that when people see me on the beach, people start yelling, Admiral, there'll be whales here! So let's read the story, which has some pretty fucking stunning facts. Quote, People have seen strange stuff in military aircraft for de- decades, Lieutenant Graves says. We were doing this very complex mission to go to 30,000 feet diving down. It would be a pretty big deal to have something up there. But he said this object persisted, showing up at 30,000 feet, 20,000 feet, even sea level. They could accelerate and slow down and then hit hypersonic speeds. Lieutenant Akon said he interacted twice with the objects. The first time after picking up the object on radar, he said his plane to merge with it, flying at a 1,000 feet below it. He said he should have been able to see it with his helmet camera, but could not, even though his radar told him it was there. A few days later, Lieutenant Acorn said a training missile on his jet, locked onto the object, and his infrared camera picked it up as well. I knew I had it, and I knew it was not a false hit, he said, but still, I couldn't pick it up visually. At this point, the pilots said they speculated the objects were some sort of classified and extremely advanced drone program. The pilots went on to say, what was strange, the pilots said, was that the video showed the objects accelerating to hypersonic speed, making sudden stops and instantaneous turns, something beyond the physical Limits of a human crew. Speed doesn't kill you, Lieutenant Graves said. Stopping does, or acceleration. Ask what they thought the objects were, the pilots refused to speculate. We have hellcrafts that can cover, said Lieutenant Graves. We have aircraft that can fly at 30,000 feet and right at the service, but combine all that in one vehicle of some type with no jet engine and no exhaust plume, unquote. And that's where it ended. No one will say the words UFO, but, or much less the words aliens. No, I mean, no, of course not. No one said that. But if it's not them, then what the fuck is it? Let me get on my Occam's brand razor and let's start shaving away at this thing. The simplest explanation is, of course, They're lies. Falsehoods. And look, I know from military that bullshitting tea stories, I shit you nots, are a thing. But the bigger the tale, the wilder the thing you said you saw, the better the tale. But there's an etiquette to a bullshit story. And part of it is where, how, and whom you share your bullshit story with. Drinking with your buddies, fucking with your kids, your family is fine. But going on television and saying that you clearly know to be a bullshit story just ain't done. It's one thing to spin out, I I shit you not. It's totally another thing to make all the people in the military look like crazy fucking liars. Also, these guys are Navy pilots. What's in it for them to lie about this sort of thing? I mean, oh yeah, totally. A Navy pilot will totally lie to you, but only if they're trying to get you to fuck them. So I'm going to rule out these guys being entirely made up right off the bat. There's a risk of lying are so much bigger than any reward they might get. Chris Mellon, a formerly Deputy Assistant Secretary for Defense for Intelligence and staffer on the Senate Intelligence Committee put it this way in the Washington Post, "Quote, awestruck and baffled pilots concerned that reporting unidentified flying aircraft would adversely affect their careers tended not to speak up and when they did, he said, there was little interest in investigating their claims. So if they're not just some pilots shit-talking, could they be a secret government project? Ours or from one of our competitor states. Well, I should think so, yeah. Well, you see, here's the thing we've got a problem in that these vehicles do things that frankly are beyond the realm of our technology. From the same WAPO article I quoted earlier, quote, aside from the drones, all engines rely on burning fuel to generate power, but these vehicles vehicles had no air intake, no wind, and no exhaust, unquote. A battery-powered electric drone is one thing, but is the only thing that lacks an in intake and exhaust, but they operate on rotors, which these craft don't have. Also, they move at speeds that only an SR-71 could attain and move in a fashion that would attain a conventional aircraft to pieces and turn the crew into mango mango chutney if it were to do so. In short, based on known technologies, these craft should not be able to do what they have been observed doing, and they cannot be occupied by human beings. They could be drones, but how are they flying? And then submerging, which they've also been witnessed doing. Why am I tap dancing around saying there's only one theoretical technology that might approximate this kind of maneuverability? It's because it's gravity manipulation, which means that if it isn't aliens that we, or someone, has this technology, and if it isn't us, then we should probably be freaking the fuck out that the Chinese or the Russians, or someone like them, does. Now, I know gravity manipulation sounds like it's science fiction. I understand that. It sounds like nonsense. But when you think about things like magnetic levitation, which we've all seen in the Sharper Image catalog, you have to accept that gravity is a force in the universe, which we do. Then there should be an anti-force that cancels that out. Therefore, theoretically, gravity can be manipulated. From a wired article from 1998, quote: In the year 1992, a Russian scientist named Polydnikov noticed something while, lead, while testing a superconducting ceramic disc by rotating it above powerful electromagnets. Polydnikov noticed something extremely strange: small objects above the disc seemed to lose weight as if they were being shielded from the pull of planet Earth. The rate reduction was small, around 2%, but nothing like this had ever been observed before. Of course, no one could replicate the experiment, so the whole thing was laughed off. Unless... And where it gets a little tinfoil hatted, What if it did work? And in the intervening 30 years, the technology has been secretly found, developed, and deployed. NASA studied the Polidnikov experiment and said that it was bunk. But you know what they say about NASA? Never a straight answer. So who's to say? Also, if the Russians did have a viable gravity shield, would even the flailing Russian government of 1992 let it out? Or would they sell it to the highest bidder? Seriously, if gravity manipulation tech was discovered, why in the hell would anyone admit it if they weren't going to go public with it? If the holy fucking grail for the military to be able to deploy aircraft that could be operating in any environment from deep space to deep oceans was out there, no one's going to let it go. Now look, I'm not entirely sure that this... Is this the hill I want to die on? But straight up, if these crafts are real and I've no reason to doubt that they are, then the only way they can do the things they do is gravity manipulation. And you want to tell me that no one has the technology on this planet, then that means it must come from elsewhere. And thus, we are back full circle to... Aliens! So I'm going to present three logical, valid reasons why I think these are extraterrestrial crafts really so to be good one as i said before these craft do things our technology just can't do the sudden acceleration deceleration or turns are beyond our current known technology if it is a human technology then why is it not being used in aircraft similar in either civilian or military humans are greedy loudmouth fuckers it's been 30 years i find it more plausible that these are aliens than believing humans can keep a secret about something that not that would make them rich two they are not visible to the human light spectrum, meaning they're cloaked. Again, no human technology can do that. If they are used to only having to hide from visible light and the known EM radar spectrum, it's possible they might not be used to hiding from the other EM detection, which the modernized military radars are using these days. Which explains why we just started now to start see them, because, hey, by the way, back in 2004, the ships that spotted them off the west coast had this new radar and other ships didn't. And three, and the most final, and I think convincing argument why these are aliens... Maybe it's aliens. It's totally aliens. Come on, you all know you want it to be aliens, and so do I. Oh, and just an aside, you know who I really feel bad for in all of this? Stanton fucking Friedman. Who the hell is that? Stanton, who died on May 13th just days before the latest article for the Times was a nuclear physicist and UFO, UFO expert who left a lucrative career to dedicate his life to proving UFOs were aliens and that aliens were routinely visiting Earth. From his New York Times obituary, quote, in several books, many television appearances, and hundreds of speeches around the world, Mr. Friedman demonstrated little doubt that alien spaceships had come and gone and that extraterrestrials had walked the Earth. He argued that the United States government had engaged in a cosmic Watergate to cover up the a- evidence of alien landings, most notably that one believers say took place in 1947 on a ranch near roswell new mexico spawning an enduring fascination with the ports of alien encounters unquote stanton spent his life looking for aliens and then literally days after he dies the time publishes another blockbuster article that says yep aliens are here and there all right well anyway i think they're real and if they are i must say they are spectacular Stanton spent his life trying to prepare humanity for this moment, and now it's here, and no one seems to be all that concerned about it. A lot of people don't seem to be noticing the biggest moment in human history that we should be totally fucking stoked for, and instead we're like, oh yeah, okay, aliens, whatevs, fine, I guess. And I think I know why. It's because planet Earth is in a tough spot these days had such a nice run after the Cold War ended, it kind of looked like humanity was going to get its shit together and we could all figure out a way to coexist on this mud ball. But then, you know, September 11th happened and the forever war started and the financial crisis kicked the economy in the nuts and climate change went from being a hypothetical to routinely fucking shit up all over the planet and to top it all off, fucking Nazis just came out of nowhere and started winning fucking elections. Nothing changes. Fucking Nazis. A lot of people, myself included, feel as though things are about as bad as they've been in their lifetime. And now into the middle of this come strolling goddamn aliens. Thing is, these aliens aren't showing up in motherships or hoovering human slaves into their bellies. They just are sort of out there on the ocean, zipping around, having fun. It's like aliens are less galactic invaders and more like friendly dolphins. It is an important and popular fact that things are not always what they seem. For instance, on the planet Earth, man had always assumed that he was more intelligent than dolphins because he had achieved so much. The wheel, New York, walls, and so on. Whilst all the dolphins had ever done was muck about in the water having a good time. But conversely, the dolphin, they were more intelligent than man for precisely the same reasons. These aren't scary aliens. They're laid back chilling out in the ocean. These are dudes on vacation. I mean, fucking aliens surfing with the dolphins just aren't weird enough for us to pay attention. I mean, the president says 50 fucking lies a day, and his brain is dribbling out his ear live on television. you expect some flying fucking Tic Tacs to distract us? Since the late 1940s, we've been bob- bombarded with alien indoctrination. Rubber mask freaks with laser beams, burning cornfields, anal probes, cattle assholes being cut out, rednecks being milked for their semen, hovering saucers, grasping movie hero when staring in horror slimy creatures stalking through the shadows, cabals of men in black suits, cynic conspiracy, conspiracy to hide the truth, plucky government agents trying to expose it, Will Smith dragging bodies through the fucking desert when he could've I could've been at a barbecue! and Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman whatever, giving us fucking heroic speeches when we defeat the invaders and when the aliens finally show up, they're in an inter- intergalactic RV wearing black socks with fucking sandals I mean, I'm not saying I would prefer an alien invasion because we would definitely lose, but something a little more dramatic might be nice. I mean, the human race is on the precipice of teetering into extinction if we don't get our shit straight, and we need someone like the Vulcans showing us to gently guide us into the future, and what we got was Cousin Eddie. Merry Christmas! Dinner was full! In the family fucking truckster. This ain't gonna inspire humanity to pull together and fix all of our problems. In fact, it's the most depressing outcome imaginable. And instead of a galaxy filled with enlightened, peaceful beings dedicated to preserving life and knowledge and lifting up the younger races, we find the galaxy is filled with people just like us ignorant, lazy, greedy, and utterly disinterested in doing anything to better themselves or our world. Maybe, just maybe, these aliens finally allowed themselves to be seen because we'd finally become just like them. Think about it for a second. The first verifiable sighting of these fake aliens was in 2004. Do you know what else first hit the airwaves in 2004? The goddamn Apprentice, starring who... Goddamn Donald fucking Trump! You're goddamn right. All of this time, we were thinking we had to raise ourselves to the level of the aliens to get them to notice. When really, they were just waiting for us to sink to theirs. That is it for our show this week. It's a, uh, it's been something, huh? I mean, aliens just popping up and dumping their shitters in the ocean and dicking around with our pilots. The Navy hiding ships, the names that own and offend the pin, president pampers, Robert Mueller coming out of the shadows to chide us for not doing the assigned reading, and I'm about to turn 50 fucking years old in a week. Yeah, that shit's happening, which hands down was less likely than the aliens showing up if you know anything at all about me. All of this means is that I'm not going to be doing a show next week as I plan on being as drunk as possible to ease that transition. How the fuck did I live this long? Anyway, we'll have a rerun up unless shit gets super strange, but it would need to be like UFO lands in the middle of Times Square and alien strippers start humping the stripping and grinding on the strategy of Liberty Strange, which, altogether speaking, is not out of the realm of possibilities. Speaking of impossible, rate and review this show wherever you get your pods that helps others be faced with the impossible task of listening to it. All of my improbable rants can be found on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast, and unlikely as it may seem, if you wanted to find all the shows, they are on SoundCloud at the show name at whatthehellpodcast.com. So for me, Dave, possibly from Beetlejuice Bledsoe, producer, I am actually from Guilford, Gavin, and all the fictional men in black on the show, we want to say, we're calling on occupants of interplanetary clath to please not dump their shitters in the ocean. That's super disgusting, and God knows what kind of germs you have. I have no ending for this, so I take a small bow. (laughs) Seltzer Kings Podcasts.